occasion early in their marriage when he'd spent a weekend away with some work associates, most of them single. John knew where a night out with them might lead, but he'd told himself he could read the menu without buying. Besides, he had thought, what's wrong with having a little fun if it's not hurting anybody? The booze, the drugs, and a willing woman took him on the same dead-end ride he'd traveled so many times since his junior year in high school when he started having a little fun. Only this time, he felt something. It was his conscience. The next morning, guilt and shame had covered him like a wet, smelly blanket. What have I done? Dahlia! John's friends assured him that if he never told her, the feeling would go away. Oh, if only I hadn't lied when she first asked, John thought now. The remorse over his hidden life and the strained intimacy with the woman he loved ticker-taped red across his mind. He always swore he'd change. He'd stop drinking and never have another affair. He told himself he wasn't that bad. He was a Christian, after all. He believed Jesus died for his sins. And he confessed each adulterous affair to God, but then had another and another. Each time, John would tell himself, I'm a good person, a successful lawyer, a volunteer at church. I'm not really hurting anyone by having fun. But fun always led to too much drinking, drugs if they were available, flirting, and wherever things led from there. Have you been unfaithful to me? The question reverberated in John's head. God had been working in John's heart since they'd started going to Gateway Church. He knew that authenticity was important for those who followed Christ. He'd heard stories of others who had failed and fallen, yet had truly decided to follow God all out. There was something appealing, even life-inspiring, about breaking out of this self-induced prison. But fear always kept him locked up. Fear of losing his marriage, fear of facing past failures, fear of feeling like a failure, and if he was honest, fear of not having any more fun. Ultimately, it was the fear of losing the only life he'd ever known. Some life this has turned out to be. The thought struck deep and twisted in his soul. The realization of all the pain he had caused welled up in a reservoir of emotion behind the dam of his past lies. John, have you? Dahlia persisted. Yes, It happened in a moment. All of the memories, all the truth, all the lies, all collided into one horribly painful moment. Yes. John dropped his head as Dahlia's tears streamed down her face. All her long-held suspicions were confirmed. John never intended this, to hurt the one he loved. All the fun that life had promised only brought death the death of everything he really wanted, of everything he cherished. It was the most terrifying, honest, freeing word he'd ever spoken. Yes. For the next six months, John faced the reality of losing everything he loved most. Dahlia, his children, the friends he'd lied to, the church friends he'd deceived. The proverb said it well, There is a way that appears to be right but in the end, it leads to death. Proverbs 16.25 Almost three years later, Dahlia recalled, 
If John hadn't changed, I would have left him. But God really has changed his heart. He's a free man, and through rebuilding our marriage, I've come to realize how much I love him. It'll take years, perhaps a lifetime, to regain all we lost, but we have a strength in our marriage that wasn't there before. John said, I had this work-hard, play-hard philosophy that drove me, going way back to high school. Even though I was a straight-A student, a good athlete, and in student government, I wanted friends. When I changed schools, the group that reached out to me partied hard, so I partied hard to fit in. That began a life of drinking, drugs, and sex. I can't even imagine all the people I've hurt. I've prayed for forgiveness. I was just blind. All I desired was to belong and be loved. Yet you get so turned in on yourself, so self-centered that you can't see that...